Welcome to Coach House Talks. Um, when I was a baby, I was dedicated uh, when I was six weeks old into a church um, called Beshan Tabernacle uh, many years ago. You'll, you'll work me age out in a bit when I start talking. <laughs> um, but I was brought up uh, in a Christian family, dedicated to the Lord. And at that time, obviously, I didn't know anything about it, but I never realized how God was going to use my life. Um, I was dedicated, just as uh, uh, they were this morning, like Anna dedicated uh, Samuel. And uh, within the church that I was brought up in, we had a lot of encouragement from the members like you, you hear. And I remember, uh, I've got a few photographs I want to show you just to illustrate some of the things that have happened. But at the age of five, we got the first one? At the age of five, <laughs> that was, <laughs> I'll deal with you after. That was me. I didn't wear, I, I actually didn't wear glasses, but they thought, the photographer thought that if I had it on, it'd look a bit more intelligent. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, and he's me pastor. Um, but this was a tract that was used by uh, the pastor at Beth Jan, it was named John Nelson Parr, and he started an organisation called the YES, Youth Evangelistic Society. And I was used as the, on the tract to try to attract younger people <laughs> Into the, uh, into the church. Now, we had over 1,100 young people in the church, uh, which was quite... But it was, wasn't just that church. It was different centres around Stockport, Reddish, uh, Hardwick Green. Uh, and this was my first part of an outreach uh, as a young Christian. I didn't realise that at the time, how it was going to go. But... Um, to cut a long story short, because I've only got a short time to share, I grew up in the church, I became a youth leader, I, uh, I got involved in such a lot, because my father was the youth leader as well, and I became a Sunday school teacher. And then at the age of 22, I got married. I'm not going to go into that, but uh, at the age of 29, I backslid, and I went away from the Lord. And um, I just thought all this that was going on all the years before was just something that was a tradition that went through the family and everything. And I, went, I, I had a good job, but I went into the world and I started living the opposite way that I was brought up. I've got notes here because I might deviate. Um, and uh, at 29, I started going clubbing and I was doing all the things that I was taught really not to do. And it was this church that really brought me back to the Lord. Because I remember I was out, there was, the pastor at that time was Gordon Wright. And uh, he knew of my situation and one day got in touch with me. And he just said to me, Stephen, why don't you come? It was the coach house as well then. Come to the coach house. This building wasn't here, it was just the front building. And that was 43 years ago. Now you're going to start working me age out, I know. <laughs> 43 years ago, and, um, and I remember the very 
first Sunday evening that I came into the church and I, I staggered in because I'd just been to the, the pub and I staggered in and the two people that knew me from being a baby came on either side of me and that was Gordon's mother and father and they held me up at the side of the church when, I, when they stood up to sing and I will never forget one thing that evening that I hadn't experienced for a long time, and that was love. These people loved me. I mean, uh, I was a mess, and yet they didn't condemn me. They didn't look at me and say, you know, you're nothing, but they loved me. And that is how I started coming to this church 43 years ago. And, uh, and through the, the time I was in the church, and I gave my life back to the Lord, I became one of the youth leaders here with uh, Pastor Andy, with Pauline Swindles. There was uh, Diane Wright and Patrick and Marie Smichael. And we started a youth work in his house and it moved here and it grew and it grew. Then I became um, part of the team that used to do counselling. Then I became a house group leader. Then after that... Uh, we started, um, well, before that, we started sending Bibles to Russia, Romania, Bulgaria, all the communist areas where people were suffering and they couldn't get Bibles. And so through Eric Swindles, who then was the missionary secretary, we started sending Bibles. And I remember we used to get replies. And I forgot the name of the lady that used to come, but she used to translate the letters for us because obviously it was in Russia Kristen Rodolfo, that was her name, yeah. And she would, and I've still got one of the letters with me in Romania that I received from just sending out a Bible to somebody who was desperate for one. And then after that, from this church, we started visiting Romania. And we used to go at Christmas time and we'd take gifts out for the children in the orphanages, mainly in a place called Honidwara. And... Um, from there, that's when the Lord started to deal with me. And I remember uh, when we was in Honidwara, well, we went to Hartseg um, and different places, a place called Diva. I remember getting in touch with somebody who uh, was, had some association with the street children. These were children that lived in the sewers and nobody bothered with them, not even the state. They just lived there. And... Uh, I think it was about two or three years later, I went to Bucharest on my own to see what this was all about. And I remember going into the, the Gara, which is the, um, the railway station, and seeing these children. I then got in contact with a young lady from the Pentecostal church in, in uh, where was it? <laughs> Just forgot what it was now. But I got, I got in touch with the, the Pentecostal, this woman who worked, she was the only one working in Bucharest with the street children um, who had time for them. And then I started working with her for a while to see how things go. And it was horrific. It so affected me so much. But when I came back, I had a talk with Pastor Gordon. I remember in the vestry that used to be there, and I, I said, you know, I said, I feel the Lord's calling me to go into missionary work. And he says, well, you know, what do you think? 
you know, why and that. And I explained and went through it. So we started praying about it. And it wasn't till the um, year 2000 is when I went out to Romania full time with the blessing from this church and the pastor. Now, what I'm trying to say here is this, that uh, I had a, a family, a new family within this church, people who cared, people who supported me. But I also had another family that I was leaving behind. And this is one of the hardest things. People think, oh, you go on the mission field and um, it's, it's easy, you know, you just go in and do your thing. But you forget that those people that do give their lives to Christ and, and committed to do missionary work are leaving loved ones behind that you're not going to see for a while. And this is a picture of my blood family. This is Rebecca, this is Ben, Samuel and Joseph. And they used to come to this church. They're now, Ben's in the RAF, so I, we, we don't see much of them, but that is my blood family. But I also remembered that this is also my blood family in Christ. You know, we're cleansed by his precious blood. And so leaving this family behind and going to Romania was very difficult. I mean, they weren't this size when I went to Romania. I mean, it was uh, over 22 years ago. But now this is a picture of my family, which I'm going to miss again, because I'm, I've, I've met them while I've been here in England, but it's only for a short time. Um, it was then when I went out to Romania... Um, I started working, I started working with the Pentecostal church. And I don't, is that the next photograph, the Pentecostal? This is my church in Romania. So I have got two churches, I'm blessed. I've got two families. But this is my extended church. And this is a church that also uh, supports me in, in my work in, in Romania. Pastor Eugene, who is stood at the side, he's the vice president of the foundation that we set up. And um, this, this church uh, is very similar to this. It, is, it was started small and it started to grow. And now we've had the, the balcony built at the top for extra people. But the thing is, it's having this family, having this family here, I am blessed because they pray for me while I'm here. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I missed this out, but Pastor Rugin has to be remembered to everybody in the family. There are those of you who've been to Romania, like Andy, and that, that have, have met, and, and Billy uh, Dixon, who have met um, my pastor and also been to my church there. I've also, uh, as I say, I've been in Romania now 22 years. And yet, uh, it seems as if sometimes that when I come back, I've not been that long, you know, because when you come back and you meet people and you see the, the, the families here and, and I go around meeting people. Um, but the Lord is doing mighty works. When I look back and I think of how I started off, I was dedicated to God and how God has used me. You don't know how your children are God's going to use them. You know, they could be missionaries, they could be pastors. Um, working for the Lord, and this is why it's so important that we do dedicate and we do have a family. It's important that we gather together as a family. I've met people that says, since the pandemic, 
uh, on Zoom. They go on Zoom and say, well, I don't need to go to church. Now, you know, I can see it on Zoom. Now, I, I go to my church on a Sunday morning in, in Romania, and then I rush out at uh, quarter past 12 to get home to come on Zoom to watch the church here. And so it is important to, you know, do that, but it's also more important to be present in the house of God. Um, having this family and people here, I've also got an extended family. I think that's the next one. And this is my extended family that I've lived with for 22 years. Um, this is Sorin, he's the president of the foundation. Uh, in the blue is um, Cornelia, there's Serena, there's Alina, Alex, the good-looking man on the end is me. <laughs> and these are the two new uh, additions to the family. And, you know, um, even yesterday I had a phone call, you know, saying that, when, you know, when you're coming home, you know, how long is it going to take and all this. I mean, they're eager for me to go back. Um, but this is my extended family in Romania. Um, and it's true, they're part of me. You know, I have my family here, my blood family, but this is my extended family, the same as this church is my extended family as well. Um, can you just show the next picture? This also is my extended family. These are the children that I work with in the mountain of Holbarb. And um, I miss these kids. A lot of these children, which I also want to thank this church for, for shoeboxes. You know, you, you do shoeboxes for me that come out. There's this church, there's a church in Lytham. And these are the children that receive those shoeboxes. Um, these are only a few of them from the, uh, the mountains in Holbarb. And this is a, a picture that I took at Christmas time when they all came down to receive the boxes, which, you know, they, uh, they get really excited about. It's, you know, it's, uh, because also these children get nothing at Christmas. Just being in the mountains, there's nothing for them. Um, and the next photo is a picture of me when I was a bit younger. But these are young people who I worked with in Brashoff in the sewers. And... Uh, I see some of these young people, well, they're not young now, they're, they're getting, uh, I guess not in the 30s and 40s, but now I see some of these young people that we helped, you know, giving them food, giving them clothes, um, giving them the, the scriptures in, in Romanian. And so out of a dedication of my parents, this is how God uses, has used me. And... Um, <coughs> This is why it's so important. Children, I mean, I, some people say to me, in my church, we, we don't allow them, the children, to run around the church. And I say to them, well, if they don't run around the church, where are they going to run? You know what I mean? It, it, I enjoy it. Some people it annoys, but I, I, I think it's fantastic when you see the children at the front, because I remember coming back here three years ago, and there was 25 people in this church. No children. And to me, it was, um, it was heartbreaking because I knew this church when it used to be apps. You had to get, come here to get a seat. And now it's like the life coming back. And so it's so important that children, you know, I, that little 
the li your little girl. I mean, it does me ears in sometimes, but when she screams, uh, uh, you know, I think to myself, well, it's a blessing, one thing, because the kids are here, they're enjoying themselves, and one I can hear. <laughs> but, you know, what I want to do this, this morning is just, is just point out the fact that it's important. I, w I felt a nobody. You know, when, you, when you, you're young and you're in a church, you think, well, what's my, what is my job? What is my gift? Every one of us have got a gift. I have people in the church in Romania, they're saying to me, you know, well, I don't know what my gift is. I, 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 have, I can't do anything. There's one thing that you can do, I said, hospitality. You can always invite somebody to your home for a meal. You can always invite somebody just to the church. We've all got gifts. One of the things that I remember when I first came in this church was at the back door was a sign. And it said, you are now entering the mission field. So every time you walked out of that church, that's the mission field outside. It's not going to Romania or Africa or Japan or China. It's when you walk out of the doors. And we've all got a gift we can all speak. We're all given different gifts. It says so in the Bible, you know. Some can, I'm not a preacher, uh, but I'm an individual. Per, I can speak to people individually. And um, it's important. Somebody said to me, you know, well, who's my neighbour? You know, it says in the Bible, you know, they think, oh, it's somebody next door. Anybody that walks outside there is your neighbour. And we can all do something. There's no excuse I've had so many excuses that, oh, I can't do this and I can't do that. You can do so much. I mean, one of the things that I first started out in Romania was going and visiting people, taking them food, seeing if they were okay, especially in the winter, especially the elder people, you know, seeing if they're okay. We can all do it. We can all work for the Lord. And also, there are those that can witness. You know, there's a, I mean... I'm not saying this because he's here this morning, but Billy Dixon, Billy Dixon is, is one that I, I look at and I think, well, I wish I could be like Bill. You know, he can just go to somebody, talk to them and uh, witness and, and this, that and the other. You know, it's, 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 it's a gift and it's what God gives every one of us. Some of us can go out and help somebody, paint, help them paint, help them in the housework. There's no excuse and I believe that when I come back, God willing, next year, if the Lord spares me, that this, this church will be, we'll probably have to build a bigger church. You know, this is how God works. But it's growing and growing in the Lord. Before I finish, I just want to mention this because I'm not nervous. I'm not afraid uh, of what's going to happen in the next year or the year you know, that's coming is the fact that in Romania, that's my main mission, Romania, because that's where I believe the Lord sent me. But just before I came to, um, to England, I went into Ukraine, and um, we were asked to take medical aid. And uh, when we got uh, to the border from Sachava, that's in Romania, to the going into Genesti, um, the things that we saw affected me so much and affected me in such a way that I thought, well, what can I do? 
when we were asked to go into Ukraine with this medical aid and we saw the situation that was going on, I thought, well, you know, this is another work. This is an extended work from Romania because it's through the foundation that we are able to go into Ukraine. Now, um, on Thursday, I had a phone call uh, asking us, well, the person who we went into Ukraine with was with Elena, uh, Sorin's daughter from Romania, and he was talking to me, he was saying, you know, where are you? I said, I'm in England. I said, I'm, I'm coming back to Romania. And he's asked us, if the, through myself and the foundation, if we can go with him into Odessa, which is the part where the, at the moment they're bombing uh, on the coastline. And so I would just ask for prayer that um, whatever the Lord leads us, you know, we, we're to go. Uh, and if we know it's in the Lord's will and we do it, then I believe that he will protect us. I also thank you for your prayers. I thank you for those who have supported us while we've been in Romania. Over the past three years, it's, it's been sort of a long three years for me not coming back. Um, and lastly, I want to thank all those of you who have uh, helped me while I've been here and also for Andy and Mel putting up with me. Um, because we've got a good rapport, really. But uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. But just want to thank you for your prayer. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for coming, and just hope that we have a blessed time later on when we go into the back. Amen. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and at www.coachhousechurch.org.